Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the Critical Twits Gaming Podcast, where today we'll be talking about the two latest board games set in the Android universe. We are the Critical Twits. More specifically, I'm Brian Ennis. I'm Aaron Vinsky. I'm Joe Lewin. And I'm Jamie Myland. And we have a very strict hierarchy on how we introduce ourselves. We do. Listen back, it's always the same order. No, no, and even though I've disappeared for ages on end, I still get to keep my place. This is great. Yeah, yeah because the first time you weren't here, you went... I'm Ryan Ennis, and I just sat there going, I wait for Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) You're like some kind of sitting director. You founded the company and pissed off, and you're just drawing sort of dividends and occasionally showing up and expecting deference. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. But it's always been, like, you're you're in charge. It was always me, Aaron, Colin. Yeah. Then it was me, Aaron, Colin, you. Then Colin died. So I got got promoted. And then Jamie was new. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, today, then, apart from talking about social hierarchies... Um, and Is it social if it's corporate? Are we know. corporate? I don't think it's corporate until the flumps start Are getting Are we a paid. corporation now? I think we're corporate um, after today. Yeah. Mm. Yes, very much so. Good link, Jamie. <laughs> dragging, us, dragging us back to what we should be doing. Um, today, um, welcome to our episode of Board Talk for the month of January 2017. Oof. I feel old just saying 2017. I don't think I ever expected to live this long. No. <laughs> Not with Trump in power, no. Well, that's a good point. No, we've, got, we've got, got a couple. couple of weeks yeah, yeah. Till, just trying to work out the timings. Hey, we, um, this we, might yeah. actually be coming out just after the world, event. world is on fire. <laughs> well, okay, this is this game then. It's going to be quite prescient. Yeah. yeah. We have um, kind, of a, kind of a slack time for board gaming news, so we decided to play a couple board games. Uh, and tell you what we thought about them. We've been playing Android, New Angeles, and Android Mainframe. Two games set in the Android universe. It's probably... Not on YouTube, basically. Yes, yeah. But we are we are big fans of, uh, of Netrunner, uh, as last week's episode will attest. So we thought we would... Um, kind of a, a Christmas thing. I, I asked for the New Angeles game for Christmas. It's only just come out. I didn't receive it, so I bought it for myself anyway. Yeah. And Jamie, you picked up... Mainframe. Yeah, I picked up Android Mainframe at uh, Dragon Meat. Yes, both of them set in the kind of gritty, futuristic, cyberpunk world of Android, which kind of has a bit of everything in it. Yeah. <laughs> there um, are androids, obviously. <clears throat> there are also clones. Yeah. There's huge, great, big mega cities. There's a space elevator. There are corporations vying for power. Uh, there are... Yeah, it's criminal scum trying to overthrow the, that power. There is a massive lack of like dragons and stuff. Yes, but beyond your high fantasy elements, actually, it has got pretty much anything you'd expect. It's yeah, it's it's near future science fiction. It. It's got a bit of everything that you could probably expect from near future science fiction in it. Yeah. And what's quite interesting about these two games when you take them together is that Mainframe has you taking the play, uh, taking the role of hackers. Yes, you're all playing runners. Yeah, you're all playing runners. Uh, And in New Angeles, you're all playing the role of heads of corporations. Mm. Or the PR person. Or near enough. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) senior members of of corporations. And then, of course, in Netrunner, you'll play a game one way around, where one will be a hacker, one will be a corporation, and then you'll swap over. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like broken out the two different sides in a way. Hmm. It has. It's quite interesting. Um, where, which one do we want to start with? Which one came out first? <laughs> Mainframe. <laughs> Mainframe came first. out first. And being not being funded by massive corporations is the smaller of the games. Yes, yeah, it is actually. It has more of a kind of boutique feel. Yes. <laughs> um, How much is it? Yeah, so um, Android Mainframe is about £26 at the moment. Okay. Mm. As opposed to New Angeles, which costs in the region of about £50. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, or what, like $3.40? Pound <laughs> collapsed. Yeah. I think there is, uh, component-wise and, and contents-wise, there is a, you know... A uh, huge gap between the two as well. Yeah. yeah. Almost £25 worth of gap. <laughs> yeah. What I quite like about the games, they both fit into the ongoing narratives that they've established for the Android world that is being driven by the Netrunner card game. Yes. yes. Um, for anyone that's not particularly familiar, um, Netrunner, like a lot of games, has kind of cycles of release um, where you'll have your blocks in Magic or just your sets in Dice Masters. Um yeah, they they actually are called cycles. They are, and each bits. one's quite thematic and has a story. Is there like a penny farthing, a mountain cycle? Yes, Brian, that's yeah. exactly how they've done it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, you, you've had we've had um, the Flashpoint cycle, the Mumbad cycle. Um, the next cycle coming out is where everyone goes to Mars. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as joyful as made that sound. Everyone's probably going to try to kill each other. Uh, lots of clans involved and all this kind of stuff, which sounds really cool. Yes. But yeah, so in each pack that Stop comes the out. Um, Wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, each of the six packs that comes out within a cycle has a little bit of story to it as events mm. unfold. Yeah. Um, very, very interesting. And this. Mainframe fits into the 23 seconds it does, cycle, yeah. which is the... Or the, the 23 seconds data pack, and which kicked off the Flashpoint cycle. Yes, and that's the one we're currently in, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's about to end. The last pack comes out this month, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what happened in that was, in story-wise, uh, someone got into somewhere really important using the internet. It's one of the main banks. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <gasps> A game of hackers, something yeah. important, got into a thing in the internet. I was Jesus. hoping you guys would add some, would flesh that out a little bit for me. We because... could have just done it on our own and you wouldn't have sounded like a twat. But... <laughs> I was trying to drive us forward, give us an energy, an impetus so... that isn't working. No. <laughs> so yeah, one of the main banks got hacked by some anonymous hacker. Well, hang um... on, Aaron can tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Stop picking on him, he's new. <laughs> And sent out a message across the internet to let all the other hackers know that the security for that system is going to be down for the next 23 seconds. So all of these hackers kind of run to the rigs as quickly as possible, jack in, you know, zoom through the VR network and you know, the matrix essentially. Yeah, uh, where time slows down, doesn't it? Yes. It's at the speed of thought rather than the speed of old muscle and yeah, actual real time. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you need to be quite mentally agile because there are some people I don't think time would, <laughs> time would speed up. <laughs> it might be a horror to be certain people and be left alone with your own thoughts for a long, long time. What, ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, oh God. I need something to distract me. Well, hacking into a bank, you've got 23 yeah. seconds, Brian. <laughs> That's why all the programmes look like flashy mm. images of stuff is to keep the brain distracted. Yeah. yeah. Now, the game itself, the board is four bits of plastic clipped together mm-hmm. and it is a grid... 
And it immediately reminded me of the game I used to play as a kid in school when I should have been listening to the chemistry teacher. Um, squares. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you yeah, dot a bit of paper where you draw lines and try and make boxes? Yes. Yeah, yeah so you've got um, a series of, of squares that are, are yet to be filled in and you will basically place lines between the different points trying to box off sections of the bank's server just for you. Yeah. yeah, and then claim the data that lies inside. Yeah, you're basically placing the little roads from Catan, the little, yeah, little yeah. sticks. Yeah, yeah. It's net Catan. <laughs> yes. So it felt almost like something fairly abstract, like a game of squares is, is fairly yep. abstract. You're not partitioning off bits to uh, so that the king can have more cherry aid. Or no, yeah, and it had that on. slight familiarity to it as well because of yes, that. Yes, yeah. yeah. It was easy to go, I want to create the biggest box. Yeah. You didn't have to create single boxes. You could create a big box as long as it had a line all the way around the outside and nobody else in it. Yes. It became yours and you could seize it. And yeah, so essentially from a wish. theme point of view, you're trying to wall off these sections of the server yeah. that you will then pillage and steal all the yeah. data from. It felt yeah. like partitioning a hard drive. It did. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's really it's really nicely done. I mean, anyone that's played Netrunner will enjoy the little bits of theme and everything in there. There's and mm. anyone that hasn't doesn't have to have a clue what's going on they can just play it as a game yeah, yeah so, it didn't yeah. require a base knowledge of no Runa, but, but nice. going oh look Crypsis is a card in it it's yeah. quite cool see it, that's the thing it goes beyond just the basics of squares because yeah. it's squares it, advanced yeah it's squares advanced because <laughs> Beyond just being able to draw a single cute, line, cute. <laughs> uh, beyond being able to draw a single line uh, each turn, yeah. um, there are cards that dictate what you can yeah. do, which could be uh, creating different shapes. Yeah. yeah, you have four available at any time. Yeah, so um, you have a deck of generic programs, yes. and four of those will be revealed. If you use one, it goes away and a new one takes its yep. place. But everyone plays the role of an individual hacker, and yep. there are six to choose from. Um, for Fame. those that are interested, yeah, uh, it yeah. is Noise, Andromeda, Chaos Theory, Adam, Nero, and Kate. And Kate, yes. Two from each faction. No, that's no. a lie. It's only it's one Anarch. Adam. Adam is... Adam is Adam is the rogue one and the Anarchs yeah. are down. Mm -hmm. Probably yeah, couldn't yeah. get their act organised. They turned up 24 <laughs> seconds later and went, oh, what is going on? Wizard like, had to finish his WoW raid before he could play. Yeah, <laughs> that was Valencia because of my generic Euro trash accent. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like some kind of Spanish, I think. Mexican. <laughs> Valencia's a place in Spain, is what I was well, thinking. That's the thing is, Mexican is very one, different. One of the things that's I quite be nice. even more offensive with a Mexican accent. <laughs> one of the things that's quite nice with the Android universe is the fact that it is set in a future where you know the the gene pool has further. Yeah, there's more racially diverse. Yes. You won't get like you don't tend to get like Jeff Smith, the white guy. Yeah, um, everybody has some type of mixed background. Yeah, so there's there's some interesting mixes of names and things like that. Yeah. Nero, he's a Roman emperor. Nero Severin. 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 Yeah. Severin. Yeah. He's um, yeah. Severus Snape's ancestor. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bit of a wizard. He is the best one as well. He is by far the best one. And this is one of the things we'll probably come to in a second, which is why yeah. I kind of went, hmm, at the game. I think everyone else really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, each of these individual hackers, they have a suite of five programs, but in as happens with all computer things, everything is random. <laughs> so you shuffle the five and you draw three the other two you have to feed put, to your dog yeah. we put them in the bin we put them in the bin because yeah. um, Exile might want them later yes 
I feel a bit sad for him just kind of scavenging in bins. I and, don't. No. <laughs> um, I, I hate it. He's quite, <laughs> quite happy doing it. Yeah. You see, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't look sad on the card. He's all at yeah. half a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> With some microchips in it. <laughs> I think the ones you put in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Is he just like stuffing like McCain's microchips into his face? Like, I'm on the internet. <laughs> he's actually gone completely just mad. A crazy he's, bum. Yeah, he's just hallucinating completely. And um, yeah, and those those programs um, are analogues equivalent versions of things that you'll recognise if you are a fan of Netrunner yeah. like we are to me this is one of the things that I wasn't too sure about when I first started looking at the game yeah. because they have named most of the ability cards in the game after cards from Netrunner yes so yeah you've got things like Gordian Blade mm. and Corroder Corroder and Worm yeah. and, and things like that and to me my brain sort of has a theme for those cards already I know what Gordian yep. Blade is supposed to do yeah. so yeah. the fact that it's doing something different initially was a little bit of a barrier to me as a Netrunner player Speaking of barriers, yeah. um, <laughs> well, no, no. I whereas I actually found that I think they'd done a very nice way of, of linking them for Corroda, for example, which breaks barriers in the game. Its ability in this is to break two walls. Yeah, yeah. the little walls you put down. Um, yeah, yeah. So in, in a lot of ways, I very I think they they did quite well. Yeah. Um, but with any kind of shifting game and mechanic and stuff, if you're trying you pulling people, yeah. I, I took like, it as a oh this is oh it's a nice nod. Yeah, might happen yeah. yeah, and unlike real Netrunner, Leviathan is probably the best card in the game. <laughs> yes, that's um, very good. It is good. Yes. Yeah, because what will happen is you're trying to section off these little these these parts of the board for yourself. But we played it four player. Yeah, it mm-hmm. probably it feels like one of those games that are played very differently two player. Yeah, mm. possibly three as well because um, it would but last longer. Yeah, but yes. especially two where. Yeah, on a, on a four-player game, it feels a little bit random at times where if you're planning to do something, by the time it gets back around to you, the board state has completely changed. Yeah, there are three chances for people to dick you over. Mm. Yeah. Um, and They will. Yes, yes, it became quite tricky. You had to adapt. You had to make the best of a bad situation quite yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. I found it quite hard to plan ahead. Mm-hmm, and yeah. Leviathan lets you take two goes in a row. You sacrifice a go, then you take two goes in a row, which means you can do a thing and then do a thing and actually finish a box. Oh, yeah, and with some of the other cards. That and I apart from to... when you tried to do it and I it's... did a thing and made you do something else. Yeah, where yeah. Gordian Blade ruined my day. So it's yes. worth noting that, for example, like um, Leviathan, it's only available to one runner. So yeah. each, That is each, one of Nero's cards. It's one yeah. of Nero's cards. Mm. Yeah, so each runner has these five cards that are available to them and only they can use those ones. Yeah. yeah. And there, I felt there might be some issues in the in the balance of the game. I, I think it, initially looking at the cards, it feels that way. When I mean, me and Joe and I think yourself all looked at Nero's cards and thought, this is the best one. Mm. But at the same time, I think all of them could be very good, but Nero's is the one that obviously is good. Well, mm. N- Nero has some very obvious advantages in that his deck plays into his character, again, yeah. a nice nod towards it, because it's all about knowing what's happening. Uh, he can take extra things out, he can look and reorder things and this kind of stuff, which is, him being an information broker, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, I mean, mm. he was able to take the generic programs that kind of sit in the middle that might be moving some bits about. Yeah. It might be... You have these things called access points. Everyone starts with one. Yeah. Everyone gets one, and uh, it's a Spider-Man thing. 
and and then you can create more by discarding cards from the deck and getting extra ones. Yeah. Um, he gets to draw a couple of those and keep them back just for him. One of his, which one of felt his very powerful as well. Um, they, well, it is if you get good ones. Yeah. People, so there's variants. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, because they are that the generic programs are the only way you can make these walls that you're trying to create. So being able to have two that other people can't see and plan for mm. can give you a massive advantage, especially if you play two in a row. <laughs> well, if you do that, it's, then Leviathan. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth mentioning how access points work at this point. Yeah. So your your access points you you can you have up to eight by the looks of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so you can put put them down. If they are on their own in a box, so if you create an entirely walled-off area of the server... Um, that only has your that, own, one or more of your own access points yes, in. Yes, you yeah. score points for that area. Now, mm-hmm. if you've got, say, a three-box area with one thing in it, one access point, mm-hmm. you get three points. If you manage to get two access points in there, each one of those will score you three points. Yes. yes. So there seem to be some advantages to trying to cluster, Yeah. yeah. but that immediately makes you a target if you're playing big game and there's quite a lot of abilities that let you swap access points move access points around um, and that kind of thing so they didn't seem very stable as access points go yeah I I mean it is an interesting one because see I think Chaos Theory is actually quite good as well because a lot of her cards are based around putting access points down so she or swapping other people's about so she can flood the board with them quickly yeah it's pretty awesome Um, that's how I played in the second game which I don't want to brag, but I won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> woo woo. Um, well, I think you came up with a very specific strategy early on. I decided to flood the board with access points yeah. mm. because everyone in the game after you played Chaos Theory. <laughs> yes, yeah, I played as someone else. I uh, played as Kate, um, who had completely different abilities. Um, but what I did was I, I thought people are moving lots of stuff around. Mm-hmm. People are trying to. S- cut off their own little areas so what I thought I'd do is we all kind of separated to different corners of the board so I thought what I would do is I would get an access point next to each player's little cluster because they're going to be trying to wall off their own places which then gives me walls to build around my own stuff yeah. and I actually managed to I think I kind of annoyed people by kind of walking up next to them going what you found is there any good data over there because you, you kept you guys I had three single box um, areas yeah. at the end yeah. of the game yes um, yeah. which are only worth one point mm-hmm. but I won the game by one point no, eight worth, points to seven yeah I was going to say it's worth mentioning the fact that the points were I think it was five seven eight was it around yeah the, the first so, game I think we, we were all between sort of four and six yeah. Yeah. the second game we went from sort of five to eight because maybe we got a little bit better so the fact yeah. you can create up to eight of these access points you know and at one point each yeah. very much swing the game in your favour yeah. Yeah. Andromeda um, has a programme that lets her just basically block off a tiny block Yes. Yeah. but you used it really cleverly Jamie to block off another area you'd made and you scored three points with its use Yeah. Mm. I was quite jealous because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went that's a really good play oh. well done thank you oh, I just got all nervous now. Uh, <laughs> who's um, okay no it, it, uh, there was a lot of game with that I had that card uh, in Andromeda's, Andromeda's programme sweep for quite a while trying to come up with an a opportunity to use it for that. Because using yeah. it for just one point doesn't seem that valuable. But at the same time, using it to be able to almost at the same time place an extra wall somewhere, so you're blocking off this one square 
next to another um, yes. field yeah. you've created. Yeah, um, you wouldn't want to play it in the first turn and just block off one block in the no. middle and go, oh, I've got a point. Exactly. Because <laughs> so you've only got three of these cards, these special cards. Yeah, so you so want to make them count. Yeah, once they're gone, they're gone. So, yeah, I was I was looking for an opportunity to use it in a sensible way. Um, somebody, I did have one planned, and then somebody walled off that section to a point where I couldn't place a completed yeah. cube there. Yeah. Uh, a square there. So, yeah, I had to reevaluate my plan, but it just so happened that it fell... Uh, where somebody moved a couple of walls uh, on my turn before me, yeah. and it gave me the chance to to get the three point. You're welcome, Scott. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I suppose that that's kind of an overview of the game, yeah, um, and how it works. Hopefully, that's made uh, that's made sense. Um, did you guys enjoy playing it? I did. Um, I quite like abstract style games, though, even though it's quite thematic. Yeah, I mean, the theme is kind of a. A sprinkling. What you're actually doing is fairly... It's, it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle, yeah. yeah. It's how do you maximise from your choices, Yeah. Um, yeah. planning ahead, and yeah, it is, it is very sort of puzzle-based. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <clears throat> really, you could take almost any game and put a different skin on it as well. Yes. Yeah, um, you could paint the board green and play kings sectioning off areas of land. Druids and you're dropping, summoning circles. Yeah, you're dropping yeah. armies down. Cultists or any, any kind yeah, of thing Yeah, it's, like it's, it's very yeah. much like... I'm, Demons on the plains of hell. <coughs> I don't know for sure, but I mean, it seems more like somebody came to FFG with, here's a game we've made, mm. um, yeah. and, okay, let's theme it as an Android game, as yeah. opposed to, go make an Android game for us. Yeah. Which, which, whereas New Angeles will come to later, seems very much the other way around. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, I, I think it's awesome. I'd quite happily play it more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's sh- slightly shorter than I'd like. I think it's very quick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's probably quicker than it needs to be. Um, it, on the box, it says something like half an hour to play it. Yeah. Um, I think if, once you've got good at it, it'll probably take you about 20 minutes yeah. um, to, to play through. Yeah. But I felt the game was just getting interesting. Yes. And there yeah. was we were starting to get a good amount of stuff on the board. I and think it's an anticlimax. If it, yeah. was, if it had twice as many cards, it would be slightly too many. Yeah. But I think it needs like another 50%, 50% more. Yeah. But yeah. again, I suppose thematically, if it's <coughs> you're just starting to get a satisfactory yeah. amount of stuff, it's and the then there's 23 seconds. seconds getting oh, that's quite 23. cunning. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. yeah. I dislike it slightly less. Because <laughs> of its cunning use of running out, it's, I don't know. I don't know whether it's just my particular style, but like we've all, we, when we play Settlers of Catan, for instance, yeah. a game most people will be familiar with yeah. if they're if they're listening to us, that plays to seven points. Yes, yeah. We always want to play to ten because it just gets interesting, yes. and then the game stops. And I suppose what, what is that us and the way we play games? Yeah, I think maybe it's just a. a a feeling that we have that we want the because again this is this is if you were to watch us playing this game mm. uh, we were in the pub yeah mm. uh, we were the quietest people in the pub yes yeah. uh, because we were just sort of sat thinking looking at the board weighing up all our options was, considering everything there wasn't a lot there was there was interaction in the table state Aaron yeah. would do something and I'd go well, we can't do that I'm going to use the card every now and again one of us would go. Ooh, you sneaky bugger. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to do this. Yeah. And then everyone would try and stop them. And there was a little bit of that, but mostly it was it was quite quiet. I think as well, it did, it did get a little bit of, you know, you were always aware of what the other people were doing. So yeah. it was not like a game where it's completely solitaire. You're doing your own little thing on your own board. No. And so it is very much aware of what everyone else is trying to do yeah. at any one time. Yeah. yeah. But there's not a great deal of conversation in there. It's, it's very much, you kind of want to keep your hand to yourself. Yeah. 
not reveal too much because it's a puzzle game because you're having to think several stages ahead I mean chess there's not that much interaction between in a game of chess generally no. because somebody's gone yeah. I need to plan 40 moves ahead of myself that's in half an hour's time shut up yeah, yeah. chess isn't renowned for its banter no, no. there's no that's sledging what's wrong with it <laughs> chess with sledging are you sure you want to do that <laughs> oh, I thought you'd been actually sledging. I mean, that'd yeah, be quite I'd interesting. Just want to do it down a hill. Oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm extreme chest variant. Yeah, sounds stupid. Uh, for, for those, for those... <laughs> <laughs> sledging is a cricket term for basically calling the other person a prick when they're about to hit the ball. Yeah, I, I felt. I, I think that's maybe just a personal preference of of mine. Is that we... I found the beginning quite slow, and then it was just getting interesting. And it was like, oh, someone's won. Hmm. Okay, the decks run out. We do quite enjoy, as a group, though, long, involved games. Like yes. we, we all played Fury of Dracula. Well, so we all played uh, Aaron. And Jamie, actually. Oh me, and Aaron, me and Brian played Fury of Dracula yeah, with other people. Yeah. Cocky bastards. And we uh, play these things when we're not there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With the ghost of Colin. We, yeah. Oh, yeah it was That's generally because at our gaming nights, if we're all there, we will play our role-play game. Yes. Uh, so it's when people are missing that we tend to play the board games. But when we played that, that lasted hours. And I think most of us would have been quite happy to go, oh, let's play again. Yeah. Because spending three hours playing that, I yeah. think at the end of it, whereas a lot of people would be like, oh, Jesus Christ, right. Done with board games now, put them away. We all went, that was awesome. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think it's just something we like as a group. Yeah. So I think mainframe is, the theming is quite light. There's some nods to Netrunner, yeah. to the rest of the Android universe. Um, <laughs> universe. And he said unicorn. The Android <laughs> Unicorn. Um, make a robot uh, unicorn. <laughs> if, if anyone from Fantasy Flight is listening, please put a unicorn, a robot unicorn, into the game just for me. Call it Brian. <laughs> Brian the Unicorn. Anyway, it's gone a bit weird, isn't it? Um, it's quite a, a light, quick puzzle game. Yeah. Um, with... I think there's enough depth. I like the fact that there are multiple characters because you can play differently, you can try different play styles. You don't get exactly the same hand of five cards each time, so there's a little bit of variance in there to keep you coming back. Hmm. Yeah. So you guys all seem to really like it. It's it's a good game. I'd happily play it again. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. So we can we can give that a thumbs up. Yeah. 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 Cool. So yes, if you like if you like a puzzle. If you like a quick game, um, what is it? Do two to four players? So, yeah, two to four. Yeah. yeah, so might be the kind of thing if you're playing a few games of Netrunner and then put it out afterwards. I would definitely say if you play Netrunner, you would probably appreciate it more just because yeah. you're mm. already invested in the theme. Yeah, yeah. It's quite interesting. We all grabbed runners that we liked from yes. Netrunner Initially, yes. to yeah. play mainframe in the first choice. Yes. Yeah, the first round, definitely. Yeah. As we said, it, if you enjoy Netrunner and you like your kind of puzzle games, it's definitely one to pick up. Hmm, excellent. So, moving on then to Android New Angeles. Is it just New Angeles? New Angeles. Yeah. New Angeles. Um, not Old Angeles or Los Angeles, but New Angeles. Um, which is a. It's kind of like the core setting or the main location in the Android universe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because of the space elevator. Well, it's, yeah. it's where the route is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you've got the root, you've got the boon, boonstalk, I can't talk, you've got the beanstalk, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it's a unique city in the world in that it is actually directly run by the corporations. Mm. Yes. It has no government oversight. It is like a free enterprise zone, mm-hmm. um, and 
tying in with the story of Netrunner Android so far, there has been a lot of trouble in the city, mm. and the the corporations were starting to lose control. Hence, why the current cycle um, has had lots and lots of violence. So, at the moment, the the, the data packs that are that are coming out within the Flashpoint cycle, we've got twenty three seconds, which kicks off the um, kind of the trouble. We've got then blood money, escalation, intervention, and martial law in that order, and that kind of tells you the story. Things it are does. getting worse. Things are getting more violent. We've had some quite killy cards come out. Mm. Oh yes, quite a lot of trashing, <clears throat> breaking people's things, or booming them in the face with missiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it looks like some of the, the characters are almost being sort of killed off in preparation for them cycling out yep. um, and that kind of thing. So, yes, we have a city in trouble. Now, rather than playing the heroic rebels, uh, trying to overthrow the tyrannous corporations, you will play the head of a corporation mm. or if you play Wayland, you're the PR person because the head <laughs> of Wayland is far too busy. For the <laughs> um, and you will... Work together, sort of, with the other corporations to try to keep the city safe and working while advancing your own um, influence within the city and your own political power. You want to be the person that has is responsible or seen to be responsible for saving the city. Yes. Yeah. You don't want the city to get so messed up that... Uh, the United Nations or NATO get really, really annoyed and go, right, we're taking the city back because that was the threat, wasn't it? That yeah, it's going to be taken from their control. If they cannot maintain control, um, the corporation rule will be overthrown. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's in, it's in all the corporation's interest to work together to try and make New Angeles a functioning, profitable city. Yeah. But doing that costs money. So yeah. you're trying to do it in the least costly way. Yeah. yeah. While also not being outdone by your rivals. Because you yeah. want to be a powerful corporation and hold hold the key. Yeah. Um, yeah, this game does something quite interesting. Um, there's two games that I would liken it to, in a way. You have a scoring system very similar to uh, Lords of Waterdeep, in that you are trying to gain influence and, and power oh, and yeah. points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the actual main thing of working together kind of works a bit like Dead of Winter yes Yes. it has that secret betrayer maybe yes um, thing that I absolutely love about Dead of Winter well the nice thing about Dead of Winter and this actually is that if you don't like the conflict and stuff you can just take it out yeah Yeah. this is a high conflict game even without without the uh, the possibility of there being a betrayer or as they're known in this a federalist there is but it's also a very social game because you're trying to collaborate with the others even though you're also trying to win yeah Yeah. Um, you know you can form allegiances with other players yeah Yeah. um, as happened between Brian and Joe yes in the game what, what I really like about this, and this is the thing that made me go, ooh, I'm going to enjoy this just off the bat. You have the four of us were playing, so we put a card in for each of the corporations that were mm-hmm. in the game that we mm-hmm. were controlling. And it said, you need to score higher than this person yes. to win. So you need yeah. to get to the end of the game yeah. and have more influence than that person. Yeah. As long as the threat level 
of the um, rebellions or crime or disease or things breaking in the city hasn't got so bad that control is taken away from the corporations. Mm -hmm. You don't need to come first to win. You just need to beat that one person. If you draw your own card, you have to beat at least two other people. uh, Three people in a five or six player game, two people in a four player game. You could draw the Federalist card, which means you want the threat level to get really high as long as you've scored a certain amount of influence. So you can't just yeah, push let everything go up. to hell. No. Yeah, you need need to get yourself to a position where you were you yeah. were able to try uh, to pave the to way for the UN to step in. Essentially, yeah. yeah, because you don't you don't want the corporations to. You've got sympathy for the common person, yeah, or you want you want a different way of running the yeah. city. Yeah. So again, if you are a fan of Netrunner, which corporations? Are represented. Well, the main four. Um, so you have the Wayland uh, Wayland Consortium. Mm-hmm. You have NBN. You have Hasbroid and Gintechi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which are respectively construction. Yep. Uh, media. Uh, media for NBN. Gintechi do medical. Bio, medical yeah. and Biotic. and there's labor I yeah. believe our HB because they make the androids that do a lot of the <coughs> physical labor yeah, yeah. now because when we were talking about it because um, once you'd got it Brian you said oh there's six corporations what what do you think they are and we got global sec being the next one who's, that do security yeah. quite quickly yeah. yeah and is represented in net in Net-Runner, security um, via by Sunny Lebeau yes um, and then we all kind of went Who's the fifth? Who's the sixth? Sorry. Yeah, we were, yeah. We were trying to think of yeah. corporations based around New Angeles from the from the fluff. So initially we were thinking of things like Megabuy and Yucca Bean. And yeah, like we kind of go, well, there's New Angeles Soul, but that's NBN. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and it, and it turns out the sixth corporation is the mining corporation, yeah. uh, Melange. From the moon. Which, yeah, from the moon, which they ship things up and down in yes. the elevator. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. is located here, so yes. obviously they've got a... I also wonder if it's a little bit of a tie-in to the next set of things, because I imagine a mining corporation is going to have quite a lot of vested interest in Mars. Quite. So yes. it's a way of keeping that interest well, going. If you notice, yeah. the actual um, quick reference guide for the rule book does give an, the main example as um, with the setting that has some unrest on Mars. So it is tying it in. Mm. Yeah. I quite like, just a nod, because you mentioned, like, oh, there's no fantasy tropes because yeah, it's yeah, sci-fi. Yeah. The melange guy on the picture the guy that you play as <laughs> yes. um, yeah. looks like a dwarf very much so <laughs> yes, yeah. um, he's got uh, he's got a big beard he's quite stocky looks a bit like Aaron yeah <laughs> um, he looks very much like Aaron's picture on our old picture yes yeah, yeah so that just tickled me like a mm. space dwarf yeah it's <laughs> not obviously a space dwarf he's not a squat no. from Warhammer 40,000 yeah, that's where they ever. went they went to the android yeah. universe yeah they've defected <laughs> they, oh we're going to get on Mars too many crossover episodes they don't want to come back yeah, not Shadow Run so not oh god yeah <laughs> um, but yeah so I mean that that is the sixth corporation um, there is a specified turn order as such because Jinteki go first um, in a very similar, I can't remember what the other game is. The person that goes first gets the least starting resources, and then it kind of tricks up. Mm. Yes, it goes yeah, and um, a lot of games do this. It's, yeah. a, it's a very Euro game mm-hmm. style it's thing. A staggering. To do. Style. So, for instance, in Lords of Waterdeep, that yeah. we're big fans of, so it's, um, people again might be familiar. Yeah. So it's a good good example to use. You have. Um, the person who goes first gets X amount of gold, the person who goes second gets X plus one, X person gets X plus two, etc, etc, to balance out the fact that they get to act 
Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. 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 Um, and interestingly enough, I mean, because I know straight away, Brian, you were like, oh, well, I don't get a turn because the way things works out. Everyone gets a kind of equal number of turns overall. Uh, roughly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, close enough at least. But it can seem a bit strange when the first round has three turns in it and there's four of us. Yes. Yeah. Or six of you, potentially. Yeah. Um, that number is but, determined by the events that happen throughout yeah. the game and can vary slightly. So a turn isn't necessarily always the same length, no, which is interesting. It can be three, can be five. Yeah, you know, can be separate. four, yeah, yeah. three, so four, I mean, five. Interestingly enough, though, you started as the, the last player. Yeah. Um, but you had, by far away, the most points at the end. Until yeah. Until we lost, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but mostly because I was doing things that pushed us towards losing. Um, yeah, it's quite a complex game, so we're not going to go through it? every single rule. It, There's uh, a lot of moving parts, but after a couple rounds, it kind of clicked and made it sense. Really that, that's the thing. We were looking at the book, going, "Oh my god!" Oh, and there's this section, and then there's this phase, this phase, yeah. this phase, then this phase. Oh, like Jesus, it, yeah. it feels really heavy if you just read the book, like Netrunner does. It's yeah, that initial actually. like, oh my god, how am I supposed to take all this in? And then you play it a couple of times going, oh, this makes perfect sense. Nice yeah. 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 Um And interestingly, I think it seems to be a nice theme they have with anything set in the Android universe. Everything does actually make sense. Yeah. yeah. They've done that thing that Fantasy Flight have been doing for a while now, where they've got the Get Started book yeah. that sort of runs you through the basics, and it has a, an, a all the extra rules when if you need to clarify something, you look yes. up in an alphabetised yeah. manner what it is you want to work out. Which is really, really handy. Yeah. Now, the city itself isn't just... Um, falling apart because the people are rebelling although you have that represented by human first yep. um, uh, you also have organised crime yes and you you have the potential for uh, production to fail in parts of the city mm-hmm. people to go on strike illness illness and illness is the other thing illness was our downfall it was <laughs> yes. Be- because Jamie Yes. <laughs> Bad person. Um, each, each corporation has an area it's good at. So playing as global sec, I was really good at clearing away from the board um, all of the protesters and the crime. Because so I yeah. could send robots after them to shoot them in the face. As, as NBN, um, playing the news company, they're quite good at going, no, nothing bad's happening, calm down, it's fine. Yeah, and you could make strike stop and, and things that like kind that. Of stuff, yeah. And as Harsh Byroid, I was the one do, ha- controlling the androids, essentially, so I was good at getting the production going, even though I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah and as Jinteki, uh, Jinteki specialised in the medical side of things, so reducing illness in the yeah. city. Mm. Yes, which you didn't do a lot of. I tried. Oh, it's, it's, I know, it's, it's I yeah. There was two occasions where we went, I'm going to do this, and we all kind of went, no, fuck you, we're doing that. Yeah, and accidentally, that was a really, really good choice by us, because <laughs> when we finally let Jamie do it, he immediately won. Yeah. Um, because yeah. you crossed that threshold, because Jamie, you are a dirty federalist. Yes, I had drawn the federalist um, secret identity card. Because nobody had done anything to push up the threat level. Yes. I got a card that allowed me to exploit the illness. I had a crazy doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who was basically enjoying experimenting on people or <laughs> getting people who are infected. So I was like, we've played a couple rounds. No one's pushing the threat level up. I know I'm not the Federalist, so it's kind of safe to push the threat level up a little bit and exploit her. She would give me extra influence. Yeah. And then you came in right at the end and went, no, ha-ha, and Wait, pushed my, us into rebellion. My actual plan, uh, because with, with the Jitechi ability, uh, whenever you heal the city, yeah. you also create, create outages. So yeah. my plan was to create a bunch of outages so that we'd then start failing on the 
objective, objective yeah. cards. Because yeah. you have you have three um, three main rounds, I suppose, each of which is broken into two goes. You get to go round the board twice, essentially. Yes. In that time, um, by the end of that, you must have created and sat. Sorry, you must have satisfied a demand that the citizens have. Yeah. So it might be. That entertainment. Well, our, well, our first one, there yeah. was a crackdown on narcotics. Yes. Um, so the demand was for money entertainment. and entertainment, and basically. a little bit of resources, and, and some a little some consumables. Consumables, yeah. Because um, nobody, nobody, nobody gave a shit about technology mm-hmm. or no power. They were all coming off drugs, yeah, basically, yeah. and yeah. everyone just kind of wanted a bit of a party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So yeah, and you've got these are randomised. Now you can see what what type is coming up next. You've got crime, um, you've got protest, and you've got outages as the the three kinds. You can see from the back of the card what's coming next. So you can go oh, at the end of this round, we're going to have problems with outages. Mm. Mm. So let's clear some of the outages um, and make sure that that's not going to sort of escalate and get even worse. Um, one thing I found really great about this game, I thought was really, really good. The city, it's very much like... It, it's the idea of the sort of the modern divided city taken to that next level in cyberpunk, isn't it? Yeah. You've got the slums, mm-hmm. you've got the the working areas or the entertainment yeah, districts, and then you've got the bit where the, the very rich people mm. live yeah. and kind of block off from everyone else. And in our game, very much, we had... The, the, we, I don't think we ever sent our androids to work in the, the three slum air type areas. No. And they were full of organised crime, yeah. uh, people protesting, and disease really, really quickly. So the event cards seem to favour those areas mm. for yeah. introducing new mm. um, organised crime mm. and yeah. humanity first. Mm. But, and it just, but like you say, thematically though, yes. filling yes. the crap end of the city with. <laughs> Degenerates and everything else yeah. Yeah. that slowly find their way through the rest of it so yeah. was interesting. Yeah, because if there's protesters in an area and you put more protesters down, or if there's illness in an area and there's more yeah. illness, they it travels through pop. the city and yeah. it starts to move a into. A bit the... like pandemic, where yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. spreads from one to the next. One of the things I really like that they did with this is because you have 10 areas mm-hmm. and then the route. Um, but if there's something in one, it doesn't necessarily go to two. No. Yeah. Or from two to three, for example. It goes from one to two to five, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because the city is not arranged in a line. No. no. So And, and it, they follow certain routes through yeah. the city, which is a really interesting way. It was really cool for us all to go, yeah. oh, shit, they're going to get there in four turns, yeah. not seven. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing I found... The thing that was most different about playing this game, because eventually it's a bit like Pandemic, they've got some nice miniatures to go with they, it, and the board pieces, nice. the components are lovely. Yes. And they are really, really nice. I mean, it's a £50 game, you expect. To be honest, it's the kind of quality I would expect from a £70 game. Yeah. If I'm, like, from what I've seen of some... There's not a... There's not loads of no, it. No, but they the are thing. lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, are, they are good quality. Um... The, th- the thing that, that was most different about the game, though, was the actual, the sort of, the negotiation, the way that you affected the board. You would draw different types of cards. Now, each corporation has a specialty, so I would draw the two security cards, but I'd yeah. also get to choose one of the other types in because, a four-player game. Yeah. In a bigger game, I wouldn't actually have access to the other ones unless a card ability or something or mm-hmm. something happened no, um, um, would tell me I could draw from elsewhere. It's, it's worth pointing out that you, you had to take 
certain things. Now, in a four-player game, actually, it won't matter who you, who you play as. But um, in a five, they might have figured out a way around it in a five. But because in a four-player, you're allowed to take one, like you say, one of whatever mm. something else. Whereas in a the, bigger game, there are five types yeah. of cards, and yeah. then Melange always are just generalists and good at general right, things. Right. Okay. Uh, and can sort of pick one one. So if one places. of the others are missing, yeah. Melange has to kind of. Feel it that feels way. like the game probably would work best as five because you've got one for each type of card. Mm. That would be yeah. my guess. Um, is it being its own deal? Everyone is forced state? into their role. I don't. I think having having the generist in there because as which will explain in a second how the uh, how we actually you actually use those cards yeah yeah their ability to interfere a lot more often and go actually I can do that as well yeah I they think have a lot more capability for being annoying essentially yeah they could they could go oh, well we don't we don't want that security company to win yeah so I'll do the security stuff I'll take some security cards yeah, yeah. yeah. what happens is each each sort of um term within the round if you like so sort of a, a micro division within each go yeah you will reveal an asset this is your reward for being the person that that helps the city this turn you will draw your uh, your cards that will have all your different various schemes that you can put into place and as the active player you will place one down and go right i think uh, this turn i'm going to play um i'm going to arrest Loads of people can play a security crackdown. Cool, bang. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, and then you might. We were explaining what we plan to do with yeah. them. I think you need to really try to convince the other players to support you. Yeah. Yes, because because then it goes round the table and they get a chance to counter offer, which we didn't yeah. do to start with, but we got really into it by the end. Um, we were getting yeah. really mean um, and horrible we, to each other. I think everybody had a turn where everyone went, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Because yeah. we'd go that the reason I want to do this is I want to crack down on crime yeah. I mean, and I want to redo this and there'll be a party and, and we didn't have the options available to go actually really this is probably a better idea because a it? very clever mechanic they've done is these cards you're using to pro- to promote I want to do this job I want to do that job I want to be doing this so your your main offer and your counter offer for example because if, if it's Brian's turn and he goes we're going to do a security crackdown Jamie might go no 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 we're, we're going to cure some disease Aaron next in the way we're sat at the moment yeah. can decide to put a different offer in and then me as the last player could put a, di- a final offer in yeah the people that aren't one of the ones suggesting one of the last two offers that are down yeah um because you only have your normal offer and the counter offer so yeah so your offer is counter being offer replaced. gets trumped yes. yes um they then get to support one of the two options yeah by spending their resource cards well, the, to, the, to the show... action cards that you would use to, to say I want to do this are the cards you then start yeah, putting yeah. face down to which is good because even if you draw some cards that are crap mm. you, you can at least them. spend them to influence the game also they are a resource that can be traded amongst players yeah. as is as are your victory points your influence mm-hmm. as well yeah. um, you can trade things freely so it's very much a negotiation well, we, game we had a point where Jamie was offering me four influence and f- like five and cards. five cards yeah. just to support his plan. Yes. yes. Um, I told him no. I should have been suspicious at this point. <laughs> There's there actually one point I actually had a bit of a plan as well with, as a Federalist side of things, um, which was I had quite a few cards that would reduce the amount of unrest in the city <laughs> um, from, from a point of view of the strikes yeah. um, that were going on in different sectors. And I was hoarding them because I didn't want anybody else to get them and then reduce those because I had things that would benefit 
they're being invested in the yeah. city. Yeah. Um, so I was hoarding those, and I realised quite quickly that that was... Uh, was it the media ones yes. that would do that? Um, so I kept taking from the media pile. <laughs> and then the That's why I was all set there going, why is there one media card and like 10, 15 of all of the others? <laughs> yeah. And then discarding them into the discard pile so yeah. they all had them. Yeah. <laughs> Quite, yeah. yeah, so you know, and that can represent your people working behind the scenes, messing with the schemes and ideas yeah. of mm. the other corporations. So it still fits. It's quite good. Now with this with this <coughs> sort of negotiation, whoever wins the negotiation and gets the most support gets the asset and gets their card to work. Yeah. So it could be on my go, I walk away from that turn with nothing because mm-hmm. the other players mm. have out negotiated me. And that's what I mean by it being a high conflict game. Oh, yes. It is potentially possible to freeze a player out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, they still get a vote. And um, if they, they build up enough support, resources, yeah, they, they can, can just hold. go, fuck you, this is happening. Yeah, you almost. do discard down, but there are, again, other times where yeah, yeah, yeah. you can draw more cards and things like that. So there could be, there, there's more potential for someone to get annoyed by that. Mm. Well, um, certain combinations of cards as well. I, I had. One of the nice things about the assets, again, if for anyone that's actually playing or played Netrunner and knows a lot of the cards, a lot of the sysops and stuff like that are the assets you draw. Yes. So yeah. we've we had um, Brian Brian Stinson, one of the very new cards in one of the new sets. Yeah, uh, possibly I, the most recent set actually. It's a martial law. I got Brian because it's yeah. Brian's who got to stick together. Um, it was quite cool that he's in there. Uh, there was a, one of them was a full guy as well, yeah. which anyone who's played against yeah. DLR will recognise. I picked uh, up is it Elizabeth Mills. No, you no, had the other one, the other lady with the very similar haircut who yes. blows things up. <laughs> I have to say, I thought the full guy ability as well was very cool. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> on my turn, I went. I want to do this, and I'm going to have a full guy, and I'm going to put down the other option as well, and no one else gets a turn. We're yeah. doing one of these two. And then we had to vote anyway on which one yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Didn't you put the same thing I down went, twice? Yeah. I want to go and arrest some people with a card that's claiming that, well, no, we're not really arresting them because we're not police, but they're not really criminals, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> use the full guy to play a second one of them, or I want to put a price set unit over there yeah. and bully, bully some people. And this is, you did that because, and this is the other layer of the game. Yes. And this is why I said at the beginning, it is quite complex. There are a lot of things going on at it, once. It looks really complex and really hard to penetrate. Yeah. As a, as a just like, again, the four of us sat there and went, yeah. fucking hell, none of us have played this. I got given the rule book because that's what happens. Yeah. Um, but within a round and a half, we'd, we'd got we it. went, yeah. cool, this is you how had it works. The, you had the three mega... Um, the three sort of mega turns, yeah. if you like. Each company, as well as ha- having responsible for the city trying to raise yes. its influence, they're also going to make some investments. So you draw a couple cards and you decide on one of them. Now, the the Getting Started Guide says just give everyone one to start with yeah. because you're not going to know the difference between yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was in a really weird situation. And this is, again, something that captured my interest and made, made me go, oh, this is quite good straight away. I got given, I'm the security company, I'm Global Sec. I have to quell the rioters, um, sort out the criminals. And protect the internet. And protect, yeah, protect things. So I got union deal. The more human protesters there were in the city at the end of that round, the more influence I got because I'd make a deal with the unions. Yeah. So then I'm going, 
oh, <laughs> I don't actually want to use all of my security cards to, to get rid of well, them. I want to do some of the other types of cards to mean there were more of them. What ended up happening was you were going, oh, well, I can get rid of some people, so I'm going to try and get rid of some organised crime instead of the human first, because you yeah. get points for human first. At which point I was kind of going, oh, shit, because I need there to be organised crime people on the board yeah. at this point. <laughs> so without actually telling you that, even though we're kind of allied, I was like, but if we do this one, this works out and this is better and I can put another one of them back later. Yeah. And yet there are so many levels. Yeah. You're not going to sit there quiet. And this is the difference with with It's the opposite frame, yeah. Is that it forces you to interact and negotiate and have those counter offers. Yeah. But you're if you're anything like us you're going to be talking about I'm going to do this because oh don't don't do that because no uh, and you're trying to, you're making yeah. alliances mm-hmm. yeah. you know that some there's probably someone around the table who needs to beat you yeah yes um, and I think part of the reason why I got so far ahead was because actually my card the beat Brian card yeah. wasn't in there so well, I was, kind of streaked ahead a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. so I got it myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, part of the reason I got <laughs> ahead was... Right, I, do it was because yeah. he was cheating. <laughs> um, the reason I that, that had, I had my own card, so I just had to beat two other players. Now, Jamie was lagging behind, yeah. cunningly, as it turned out. And then Joe and Aaron were having a kind of fight in the middle. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I realised that I, I felt like Aaron's ability... Um, every time the androids moved around... Yeah. Um, they're his workforce so you've got influence for producing the resources and I found the cards I had quite early on it was easier to mess with Aaron and do stuff and clear things to mean the androids didn't need to move than it was to stop Joe's media people um, because actually I'd be giving Joe points by clearing that but I had lots of stuff that that could help Joe and hinder Aaron so I was like right I'm going to ally with Joe and I'm going to be Jamie and Aaron. And I kind of decided on my favourite. <laughs> and was like, it doesn't matter where Joe comes, as long as I can hold the other two back. Yeah, whereas yeah. I was kind of sat there going, right, I had Jamie. And Jamie was lagging massively behind everyone. Yeah. So the, the, uh, originally it was just like, no, I'm just going to do the odd little thing to keep him down in points. And he's, yeah. he's I'm on 40 and he's got 20. Cool. Um 40s at the point where you've gone round the board almost and flipped your token over. It's quite a lot of points to have. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of started on Aaron a little bit as well, just because cause I thought you might have me, because we were very neck and neck yeah. along the way. whereas I had the same as Brian, I had myself. So, so you was... kind of were, because yeah. you wanted me and Jamie to fuck up. And I yes. streaked ahead, and it wasn't particularly easy for you to catch no, me No, like, that, that's, that's a challenge. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, you've, you'd already sectioned me out at that point yeah. I was like, well, there's no point trying I mean the interesting thing is if, if um, Jamie hadn't ruined our fun um, <laughs> Brian would have come way in the lead yeah. and yeah. beaten me and you yeah I would have beaten Jamie yeah so I would have won as well yeah yeah. you I, might have beaten me and Jamie so yeah. you might have been a, the third winner yeah. and, and then Jamie would have had no fun and yeah so all I, our, I would have played very differently had I not been the Federalist yeah. yeah yeah. but all our scheming and competing with each other all kept, wouldn't necessarily come to naught because we'd have all won anyway yes yeah. which is brilliant because that's kind of how one, corporations there'll always be one loser yeah then but, Yes, there'll always be one least, person who's got the least influence and therefore isn't beating anyone. Yeah. yeah. So, but potentially you could be in third place and still win the game with, a, yeah. with somebody who hasn't won it. Yeah. Yeah. As long be, as you've got the whipping boy card in your hand, yeah. the one person that's been picked on. Or everybody could lose. 
Yeah, yes. much like Dead of Winter. Yeah, right? you sit there and go, yeah. oh, oh, the game's just mean. It feels very similar to, to Dead of Winter. To yeah, me. although Dead of Winter makes you go, oh my god, I've got this one person, I need to keep them alive because it's because oh look, it's them. Yeah. Whereas I felt more like a slightly detached corporate entity. Yeah, we very much. Well, no, we'll just leave them because we don't need anything that they can give us at the yeah. moment. So just let the poor people have rights. The board and felt almost like we had a satellite image and we're looking down on yeah, it in a boardroom yes. going, yeah, that bit's on fire, look. <laughs> you can see it. <laughs> yeah. What's that? That's a bazooka just streaking across the map. <laughs> um, can we send in security? No, not at the moment? No? Ah, well, that's fine. Everyone's ill. Do we care? Yes. Yeah. Mm, yeah we should have cared. Yeah. yeah. Now, I really enjoyed this game. Yes. It ticked loads of boxes for me uh, because it was quite long and quite involved. It yep. took us a couple hours to play. Mm-hmm. That would speed up, maybe, Definitely. once we know what we're oh, doing. Yeah, because yeah, our first turn took us like... But maybe hour, not, yeah. because any game with any kind of social element like that, once we know what we're doing, your negotiations will become more complex. Mm. Yes. They'll become more complicated. Well, you, will, you will see the layers of things that people might be trying to do. Yeah. yeah. So I think, actually, maybe the game will solidify around maybe that sort of two hour mark yeah I mean interestingly enough though our game ended at turn three and a half yes yeah we didn't get to the end interestingly Board Game Geek does state that the playing time is uh, 120 to 240 minutes I I could see it there actually maybe what does it state complexity wise yeah because it marks it at five doesn't it because we've had Um, we looked at this and found that um Waterdeep was a dead 2.5. Yeah, it seemed to sit nicely in the middle, didn't it? Yeah, it? it's um, 3.1, 3.2. So more complicated. Slightly more complicated, but still not super. Again, Slightly. That, yeah, yeah. It's that entry barrier is quite complex. Once playing, makes sense. It's probably yeah. not at the level of something like Agricola or Food Chain Magnet, which you're just I'll nod my head in agreement. Um, but I've which no are... Games I haven't played that I know are okay. generally quite complicated. I've seen I've seen people playing them. I find okay. I've played Agricola a lot, yeah. and I think that it's one of those games again that looks very complex okay. on the outside. And once you get going, it gets quite intuitive. Mm. You do get a whole tree turned into little components. In yeah, I think that's, so that's the one nice. thing with Agricola is the amount of components is ridiculous. Whereas yeah. this, it's a big setup, but there aren't billions of components. And I like the fact that. Uh, a lot of the figures, a lot of the pieces are large figures you can move around as opposed to tiny little cubes that I just get. Yeah, they're figures. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, we said this. It could, it, if it was a 40 quid game, you'd have got little cubes like you get in Pandemic. Yeah. Or you'd maybe, which, maybe have got a standee, like a little yeah, cardboard bloke. Yeah, yeah. Whereas which, this was a plas- 3D plastic guy. Yeah, which yeah, looks amazing, very yeah. detailed. I mean, they could have got away with the cubes almost, because again, yeah. being a corporation, it's like, well, dehumanise them. They're just little bits well, of the just, board just that are more, pl- more cardboard tokens with a face on yeah. or something. Yeah, but it would have worked. I'm happy they've done that. Oh, it's awesome. They're lovely. Yeah, you've got thir- 30 miniatures. Yeah, and yeah. they are daunting when you see the board starting to fill up with what is in essence only about seven or eight pieces but because they're a lot larger than the rest of them and they're encroaching on the bit it, it, it is an imposing sight yeah because yeah, you're trying to stop the disturbance or the infection yeah. or the crime and spreading there was a to... bit of me that felt much safer seeing the three big price set guys in their mech suits like fuck off yeah, yeah. although not... they're, they're shit yeah because they bounce people they don't remove them well no what you do is you put them in if you go fuck we need to mine the hell out of these three towns yeah, yeah. So just they... put them there to make everything yeah because they, they have a really they, good they protect effect. An area because you can protect the area, yeah. but you're also trying to stop things getting to the root. Yes. So, and if there is a Prisec, um <coughs> member in a region, yeah. and 
something bad enters that region, like a humanity first protest or they something. They can't like push that. them back. No, they too many. push them on towards the roots. So yes. it also speeds up the demise. Very interesting if you were playing uh, Global Set Federalist, Federalist mm. and put lots of price set units near the root, so you have to shove them kind of to it, and then it, they just all get shuffled along. Yeah. yeah. Because it appears once anything hits the root, it just dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it ups the threat up, level. It goes up yeah. to the moon. Yeah. It just gets shot into space. <laughs> oh no! Well, more humanity first, yep, yeah, off you go. <laughs> We've got work for you. <laughs> go to Mars. Yeah. See you in a couple of months. It very much felt like a cynical person's capitalism simulator. Yeah. Yes. Because Best game ever. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed it. What you've got going on is you have... Um, you have the production. The androids produce things. Yes. However, whenever they produce something, they cause unrest because the population don't like it. They don't like being worked. They don't like having their jobs replaced with our androids or however it is you want to, to justify it. So working people too hard pisses them off. Yes. They might rebel. Mm-hmm. Or riot. Or riot. Um, and so you can coddle them with the media. Yeah. Or you can send in troops to hit them with sticks. Yeah. Um, the American way. Yes. Um, so, and all the decisions are being made by people with a very detached view yep. of what is going on. Mm. Who's What's most so, efficient and costs the least. Yes. Yeah. Um, and actually, what we were competing for quite often, I was putting in some counter offers sometimes, not because I thought my plan was better, mm. but because I wanted the asset that was on there yep. available. Um, because I, w- I could find a use for it later and on. Like in corporations and these big meetings, if you can bullshit really well, people will go along with yeah. your plan. And that's maybe why I liked it, because I tend to be quite good at bullshit. That's why you let me do most <laughs> of the talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also a pain in the ass to argue with you, so again, if we just <laughs> yeah, get on with it. Because I get really stubborn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a deliberate tactic to try and make me win. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> in life. Yes. Um, yeah, so for me, the secret betrayer I like. I really yep. like that mechanic um, because it just adds that kind of that suspicion of people. We, I like semi co op things. Mm. Yeah, and I like games that are social, and that's why I wasn't yep. quite as into mainframe, mainframe as yeah. you because it was more of a puzzle than it was a social experience. No. It was very quiet. This was what are you doing that for? And I was constantly involved. Maybe it's just being I need constant stimulation. I don't know, but I was involved <laughs> for every minute of that two hours. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I mean, like you said, secret terror stuff is cool. Yeah, especially when it's a maybe. Yeah. I genuinely didn't think Jamie was... That. I, I thought you were just playing crap, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but you tricked us all. Um, so that, that side of things is really cool. You have a secret objective, which is your who you need to be. Yeah. yeah. Which also kind of makes everyone a secret betrayer of one person. Yeah. Yes. And then there's a, sec- a, a rotating secret objective based on your investments. Yeah. Yes. And then there's the random threat things with the events and stuff like in Dead or Wind. And it just, overall, it's got so many bits of stuff we love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You've put got together to really nicely. <coughs> yeah. And they're not, they don't feel random or out of place. They no. chain so beautifully. Each of, the, each of the things can link into itself very well if you play everything well. And I think that's something that a lot of games really try and do of going mm-hmm. oh we like this mechanic this mechanic and this mechanic and then kind of just fail on the execution yeah. and I think it's possibly the reason as much as me and Aaron enjoyed ourselves Brian you bounced off Drakarian. oh yeah yeah because 
it's got some really nice elements to it. But they don't merge very no, well. No, whereas mm. this, because as, as a bunch of people that can be very critical when, they, <laughs> as the name is, yeah. of when things aren't that great, yeah. or there's something slightly out, yeah. I think we'd have all sat and played that again if we had time. Oh, gotcha. Oh, oh yeah. we left it set up when we went off to do some yeah, other stuff. Because if we came back with time, we were going, let's just play again, because it's yeah. amazing. And, yeah. it, and it is there's, there's nothing wrong with it it's more of a first impressions because we haven't played it enough to give a full overview no, what we will do no. is play it again a few times maybe with some other people as well yeah. and then make a video review for you absolutely yeah. yes possibly a how to play guide yeah. if one yeah. doesn't yeah. exist at the time if you're listening in the future I will pop a link back I will travel back in time and pop a link back <laughs> up uh, for you as well um, um, but yeah I, I we don't tend to review things we don't like because why spend all that time and effort yeah, being miserable yeah. if we were doing this for a living it'd be very different to us as people that do this as something we enjoy yeah, and we yeah. should enjoy sharing our enthusiasm yes mm. even me I'm a miserable bastard but I'd still rather go this is really good than this is really bad yeah. Yeah. And it's made me go oh I want to do something for this because I really yeah. enjoy rather it than, I want to play rather it again than saying don't buy this it's crap we like to be able to say you should go and get this because it's really good yeah. mm-hmm. um, and I think this is a game we would all say if, mm. if any of it sounded interesting or you like Dead of Winter or you like Lords of Waterdeep or Pandemic even yeah, yeah. Just, just go buy it yeah, yeah I mean I, was, I had to say you know, it was our first game um, but I did say halfway through the game I think more than halfway through the game yeah. that you know, in over the past few years, uh, Lords of Waterdeep has been my favourite game. I still yes. enjoy a lot of others, but Waterdeep, I keep going back to. I wonder why you were so it. good at it when we played it the other day. I love that game. <laughs> um, but New Angeles may have edged it out as my new favourite game. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And that now, for me, that might be the uh, Netrunner tie in, because it's something that I, I'm very, know, very keen on, I and I like the is. way it's done. I don't know if it is. I mean, yeah, there's definitely obviously an investment there for going into the game, yeah. but I just really enjoyed the way the game worked and yeah. played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, I, as, again, I love Waterdeep, and I've said it's. Uh, if you listen to the Christmas thing, like, what, mm. what game would you want? I haven't got Waterdeep, I want that. Yeah. I would now say this mm-hmm. because I like worker placement, but it can be a bit clunky, and it's just like, oh, you've, just, you've done something that ruins what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. Because I want to physically put my thing there. This doesn't have that frustration. Yeah. Well, I wasn't feeling the frustration. The when semi-cooperative we nature of it is really interesting. Yeah, because yeah, Waterdeep is you are competing. Yeah. And the fact that this pushes you into being... Like you say, it's semi- a tenuous alliance, isn't thing, it? Yeah, yeah. Or one yeah thing and I love that. Wonderful. It yeah. changes the dynamic completely. Mm. One thing I do like about this, when it comes to the Federalist side of things and the secret spy type mm. person, as opposed to maybe Dead of Winter, is in Dead of Winter... Um, it is more cooperative in that everybody is trying to survive and do yeah. probably the most the most optimal thing, the most yeah, yeah move yeah. that's available. But in this, everybody is still trying to be somewhat... Um, selfish, selfish, definitely. Selfish, yeah. yeah. So it, you have a reason to be doing sort of bad things. It hides the betrayer better. Yes, yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. If you go in dead of winter and you go and move your person to the school and knowing that that's going to summon more zombies and someone will die, someone will go, why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. And you're, either you can go, you know, if you're going to be the person, oh, well, I've moved it now. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. do that. You, I noticed you had very uh, rarely tried had to justify what you were doing mm-hmm. In order to make, it, make us not think you were doing something yeah, negative. Yeah, make it sound it's positive like, for everybody, even though it's actually kind of negative. Like, yeah, most, most things yeah. had a bad effect. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's kind of so, going, well, it's only a small thing. And there was yeah. a lot of times when we were sat there like, ah, that's the best of the world. Yeah, best yeah, of the yeah. Shitty effects. Kind well, of I, I, do that I would one. say if you consider yourself a very shy, quiet, introverted person, 
Go play main throw. Um, yeah, you might not not like this uh, as much, um, and it can be very conflict because essentially someone's going oh, I want to do this and you're going no I want to do it yeah. and there is that conflict and it's yeah um, I mean, like I you said, know, if everyone's in a really bad mood you maybe don't want to pull it out well, well, there is that <laughs> bit you of, fucking bastard you did what <laughs> you can lessen the conflict by taking out the I'm against everyone card if you wanted to yes yeah yeah um, just like in Dead of Winter you can take out the, the secret betrayer yeah and just pay it cooperatively um, but yeah there's there's more I'm trying to do my own thing than there is in Dead of Winter. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because you are trying to beat somebody. Yeah. But you need them to work with you to achieve the ability to beat them. Yeah. Which yeah. is very inter- very, very interesting. Yeah. Excellent. So that was our board talk for January 2017, looking at two games set in the Android universe mainframe and New Angeles. Now, if you've played those and you've got anything to add please feel free to, to let us know in the comments. We'd love to see hear what other people um, think about this. Oh, yeah. Um, if you are a fan of Netrunner, um, please feel free to uh, to subscribe to the channel because we talk about Netrunner every month um, as well. Twice this month, Brian. Yes. Twice. Yeah, we've kind of doubled down on it. It's a nice excuse, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> um, and if you would like to see a full in-depth uh, review of this uh, either of these games, let us know because we quite happily spend lots of time making a video if there is interest interest yeah. and we can well, kind mean, of distill and it'd be a really good excuse to play loads more and New doing, Angeles doing a let's play case. potentially yeah, so if you wanted to watch us argue with each other about the game yeah yeah, yeah that could be quite fun as well yeah. I do like a let's play yeah excellent so thank you very much uh, for listening I've been Brian Ennis. I've been Aaron Rinsky. I've been Joe Lewin. And I've been Jamie Myland. And again, we have maintained strict hierarchical (laughs) structures. Um, Thank you very much uh, for listening. We will catch you next week. Bye. 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 a tagline for the podcast really don't we the critical fix gaming podcast the po- podcast that is both critical and a podcast British <laughs> <laughs>